Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, fan-sided daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy Cruz. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Kick a plane. We're taping this on Tuesday, September 26th. Uh, you can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Find myself on Twitter and IG, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music. YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, check out the short section for some clips and highlights. Also on TikTok, two out of three falls pie. We greatly appreciate your love and support. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, all that good stuff. For your boys on the program, Graham Matthews, uh, pretty pretty uh, interesting things to bring up. Um, last couple of days in the world of professional wrestling, I'm, and, and I will start with this. Um, you know, so SmackDown had been on Fox. Um, since I believe 2019, uh, you fast forward, so it'll be it'll be five years by the time the contract is up, and uh, the rumor is that SmackDown will be leaving Fox uh, in early 2024, going to the USA Network, um, and then also on the flip side, Monday Night Raw and, and NXT could be leaving uh, USA Network to a other destination that we don't even know about. Um, but like for the fans, the casual fans, I want to ask you this: like, is it a good thing or a bad thing that SmackDown is leaving the Fox? What's the overall perception of that this big show is leaving a big time network going going to cable, going back to cable on USA Network? And what was your overall thoughts on SmackDown being on Fox for the last four years? I think it's an over so. <clears throat> I think it's a positive and a negative for WWE to take SmackDown from Fox to USA. A positive in the sense that reportedly, not according to the press release they put out, but from other outlets, it was reported that WWE is going to be making $1.4 or $1.5 billion from this deal with USA for SmackDown alone, not even like Raw and NXT, just SmackDown. And the um, Fox deal was valued at about $1 billion alone for those five years. So the overall deal is up. The negative is that it's a significantly smaller network. They will never get the same numbers on USA on a Friday, especially than they were on Fox. Um, they've been averaging over two million, two and a half, sometimes three million, depending on the week, on Fox for the last four years, uh, five years by the time they leave Fox next year. On USA, Raw does on an average week now maybe close to two million, maybe one point, not definitely not two million. It's probably one point. 6, 1.7. If it's like a low rated week, it might be mm. 1.5, which sounds like ridiculous in the long scheme when you compare it to numbers of even a couple of years ago. Yeah. By modern day numbers for Raw, it's it's just normal, unfortunately, for what it is. Um, it, it seems like one of those situations where they're getting more money for the deal, and that's great. But I'm very curious come the next contract negotiations five years from now, if they're going to get that same amount of money from USA. For SmackDown, because it's not going to be doing the same number as it is now. It makes sense for USA to be paying top dollar, you know, no uh, pun intended with the wrestler let go this past week. Yeah. Um, paying top dollar for a show that's doing so well currently on Fox. It is a great show. They have star power. They get a lot of exposure on Fox on Friday nights on network television. Um, but five years from now, I don't see that being the case. I don't see the numbers growing. I don't see the numbers doing better than Raw does on Mondays, even if it is the A show in a lot of people's eyes. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. As far as the Fox run goes, I've enjoyed it. Um, I don't watch Fox consistently to really say like, 
how much they promote the show. I just know from even commercials that I've seen on other networks and sports games that I've watched, which admittedly is not a lot, um, mm-hmm. but like Super Bowl stuff, they've promoted a lot of WWE. And I think, again, I don't work for either side, so I'm not 100% sure. And I'm also not a numbers or stats guy either. From my own interpretation, I don't think Fox got what they wanted out of the deal. For what they paid for, I don't think they thought SmackDown would be doing the numbers that they are. And that's not a positive. I'm saying I think they thought they would be doing higher numbers on a weekly basis than they are currently. They're not doing terribly, and they do tout the success of the show when they do Mm. really well. Um, And they have done well. By WWE standards, they've done well. By Fox standards, I don't know because they've done for that first show, like three, four million people four years ago, and they never reached those heights again. Yeah. So it might be one of those things where they're like, they weren't itching to keep WWE when the contract came due. So I'm not overly surprised they're leaving Fox. It was a good deal for WWE. For Fox, I don't think for the money that they paid for it, I don't know if they got the big prime time millions of viewers that they were likely either expecting or hoping for when it came to Fox four years ago. And I agree because you, you talk about 2019, the roster was a bit different back then. Um, maybe some more household names. And again, when you go into a negotiation, you are going to say, oh, you know, I, I can guarantee you four or five million. I got, we got this in the bag. Trust me, we got this. And obviously a company like Fox would say, you know, yeah, come on board. Let's try it. Because it was to be on Fox. Like we, we, you know, pro wrestling on a channel like that, it was like holy shit! Like now, you, now more viewers, more attraction, more this, more that, and I was like, all right, let, let, let's see where it goes. And maybe, like you said, they were promised a certain number, uh, a a consistent number of people watching on on a daily basis. Not give me a high rating on the open night, and then you like you're up and down, up and down. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, people get injured and people go away. They go different jobs, and 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 I get that. But I think, like you said, going to a smaller network, you, you are going to lose out on on a plethora of people. And I, it's like you said, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Um, they'll they'll get some viewers on USA, but you just don't want to ever feel like they did not. I would I, I don't want to say on purpose, but did not deliver what they promised to Fox. Um, but then they, they were on there five years. So it was like, yeah, you, you had a pretty decent run on there. Could you ever go back again? You never know. Um, I'm, I'm even, even seeing that a part of this deal is that uh, they're going to produce a couple shows for NBC. Like, you know, like how Saturday Night Main Event was back in the day. So they, they got some primetime spots on NBC coming up mm-hmm. down the pipeline. So I don't think it's a total miss, but uh, free. For me, I, I think they had a, they had a few great moments on there. Obviously, we know about open night with uh, Brock beating Kofi, and, and that shocked the world. And um, you know, it was it was it was very promising. Now they're going to finish out for another year and see what happens. But um, I, I think it'll be uh, something very interesting to watch. But my my thing is this: the rumor was that they may take off Raw on Monday nights. My my thing is you you got to leave Raw on Monday, put SmackDown. On Thursday, put Friday. I don't know if you're married to Friday nights. I don't know. Maybe maybe that was an issue too, Grant. You're putting pro wrestling on a Friday night. Everybody's out, having fun, yeah. partying. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the weekend. They ain't watching SmackDown at 8 o'clock at night, respectfully. Now, you put on a Wednesday or Thursday, you might have more viewers. But um, I don't see Raw leaving Monday uh, Monday nights. I think SmackDown can go to Thursday. You already got AEW on Wednesday, so they can't touch that. 
I got NXT maybe on Tuesday. What network? We don't know. So I think Thursday might be the only possible option to put SmackDown. Well, that's the thing with the whole moving of days thing, whether it be SmackDown or Raw or NXT, because that was the other report that if Raw and NXT, if SmackDown's headed to USA, then Raw and NXT might be off the program. And if they go elsewhere, then they might have to move nights, specifically Raw, which would be fucking ridiculous, considering that Raw has been an established show on Mondays for over three fucking decades. And it's part of the name of the show. I mean, yeah. people know that wrestling is on Monday nights. Maybe not necessarily SmackDown on Friday. SmackDown has moved from Fridays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, you know, a lot over the last 20 years. Raw has never moved consistently from Monday nights. That would be very dumb. Regardless of where they end up, that would be very stupid. And I understand the logic of, in their eyes, because I've seen this, ex- like, I'm thinking, why would they do that? And the idea might be that, oh, they're getting destroyed by football. Well, on any other fucking day of the week, you're going to get destroyed by Tuesdays, Thursdays. I mean, you would know better than I do. Basketball's on those, or football's on Thursdays. Yes. Um, You know, Wednesdays is a basketball night. Dynamite has been preempted a lot on Wednesdays. They've had to move nights a lot in the last couple of years on TBS and TNT. Less on TBS than they were on TNT. TNT Rampage was fucking moving constantly because of the basketball shit, and that's on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, SmackDown has moved has had to move to FS1 a number of times in the last five years. Not a lot, but yeah. a handful of times. And on USA, that won't be an issue. Uh, I would not move Raw, and I would. I mean, SmackDown. The only other day to me that would make sense would be Thursdays. Um, Tuesdays would be. They were on Tuesdays previously on USA before they went to Fox as part of SmackDown Live. I don't know. Just give it some room between Raw and SmackDown. They don't have to be back to back. I know NXTs that they can move NXT. That doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, Thursdays to me would work because again, I feel like whatever obstacle you have to overcome with Thursday night football is the same obstacle you're overcoming by airing at fucking eight o'clock on a Friday, like you said, which is also not an ideal time slot on USA. I don't really think it matters on, uh, on Fox. That was never going to happen due to football and stuff like that. But you know, I, I think SmackDown moving to Thursdays to USA would make sense. Keeping it on Fridays isn't awful. I sure as hell would not move Raw, though. I think that'd be very dumb. Mm-hmm. And if you're moving it to, again, Thursdays, you're also dealing with football. And any other day, you're also going to deal with other issues as well. So, And the ratings will remain the same, and it won't even make a difference. So you might as well just keep it on Mondays. Could you could you honestly think that, you know, because, you know, WWE has been really in the forefront as far as, the streaming goes, the network, like they, they did all that before a lot of a lot of people did. And I'm thinking like we, we are gonna be, you know, we are in twenty twenty three, going to twenty twenty four. I get the cable stuff, but do you think do they start I'm seeing it too, do they start uh playing around with putting Monday Night Raw or even NXT like on a streaming platform where hey, you know, every every Monday night you got to go to Peacock. You got to go to Amazon. You got to go, to, uh, you know, Amazon Prime. You got to go to Apple TV. Some shit like that. Where it's different. Like my thing is that because the bottom line is a lot of people have been saying ratings ratings don't matter, but apparently they oh they do <laughs> they they do they you know do, what I'm saying yeah. like you mentioned ten years ago you probably had a three point four four point whatever two decades ago it was seven yeah. seven point eight now it's like the way people consume TV is a whole lot different and I and I get it. So it's like to get someone to go to their TV at eight o'clock on a Monday may be different and say, you are, right, you know, you could watch a raw anytime on Hulu or Amazon or Disney plus whatever. So it's, it's how we consuming is different. So I think they could dabble and explore 
Like, hey, a Monday Night Raw is a big name, big product, 30 plus years, still got clout. We can try to put this on Amazon Prime. We can probably put it on Hulu, put it on ESPN Plus. They got a nice rapport with them. So mm-hmm. if, if that was to happen, I wouldn't be shocked. No, I mean, that's been the rumor that with at least Raw and NXT that they could be talking to Amazon and Disney about it. With Disney, yes. it would probably end up on ESPN or ESPN Plus. It's not going to fucking Disney Plus, I wouldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. But um so the Amazon thing is interesting. I mean, again, I don't really consume sports consistently, so I can't really say. And maybe you, you should, speak Graham. Come on, Graham. You should. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 I just got finished watching The Last Dance, actually, last week. I know I'm three just years now? later. Just now? Just recently? I know. Well, I, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I just finally How watched it. Was it was good, right? It was good. What'd you say? It was good, right? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually in the midst of watching Winning Time, too. I'm on a basketball kick right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I know your eyebrows went up with that one. They got Appreciate canceled, it. too, but, you, you know, you got to catch up on that. I know, I know. I saw they got canceled, but uh, that that yeah. gives me more hope that I can catch up and you know, if it, if it's if it's still going, I I'm gonna get behind. So if it's canceled, yeah. it's a little easier for me to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. There's not that many episodes, but so I know baseball specifically airs on Apple TV. Yes. How does that work exactly with the commercial? Are there still commercials with that stuff? Like, how does that work? Is I'm I'm just wondering if WWE were to go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Are there like does it air at eight o'clock on Mondays anymore, or does it just like all right, we'll update it, we'll upload it when we can. like? I don't know how that works exactly. Well, I know they do it. They do select games on 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 Apple TV, so okay. it, it ain't the whole season. It ain't every 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 Wednesday, every Friday. It's just like uh, uh, Yankees and Red Sox tonight on on, on Apple TV, and it's, it's very rare. I know football every Thursday is they they do a conjunction of. Um, Amazon Prime. So when I go now, even me, I get caught sometimes. It, it, you know what channels it on? Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh fuck, they got the app and everything. But they do the regular shit. It's like commercial ads, the okay. game, post game, pre game. It's like re- watching regular hmm. channel. And it's like that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, you know, they consume the product differently nowadays. So they could. That's what I'm saying. Monday Night Raw could be on on those kind of platforms coming uh, going forward. They could. I mean, that. so the big thing I think a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, r- don't pay attention to the ratings and stuff. I try not to pay too much attention to it because there's really nothing I can do to change it. I mean, I watch yeah. the show. I do whatever I can to support these products and whatever. But at the same time, like you said, though, the demographics, the ratings and the money they get for this shit from these networks. I just mentioned it. One point four billion fucking dollars for SmackDown, yeah. which. Honestly, I love WWE. That seems like a very high number. For SmackDown to even go to Fox in the first place, it was a different product five years ago when they went to Fox. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great product. even. It's a much hotter product now than it was five years ago. For Fox to pay a billion dollars for that show five years ago, I don't know how the fuck they got that deal. Mm-hmm. Good for them, but that's just amazing in retrospect. Um so with Amazon, I would think they would have to get a lot of money for it. They can't they can't settle for like just pennies on the dollar for it going to a streaming service because, again, it's all about that ad revenue in the commercials. That's why Raw has been three hours for the last 10 plus years because of all the money they make from it from the commercials. Would that change if they went from USA to somewhere else? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, I would like it to. But does that make the company less money? These are the things they have to consider. Um, I just, I can't see raw being on anything but television. I just can't because mm-hmm. you have to remember if it's on Amazon or ESPN plus, usually well, people are not going out of their way to watch that stuff. Unless you're already a wrestling fan, SmackDown being on Fox, the best thing that they kind of lucked into with that was that I know a lot of people who would just 
kind of come across wrestling who are not wrestling fans that would say, oh, I came across it on Friday night on Fox because that's a show that or a network that people might flip through or go to or whatever. USA, yeah. not so much, but you're just so happened to fall into USA or see it on the listings. Then if you were to go to Amazon or fucking ESPN, you have to be a wrestling fan to really go out of your way to watch that stuff. Like if they went to Peacock or even when people said 10 years ago, what if they start airing Raw and SmackDown on their own network? Mm -hmm. I just don't ever see that happening. I could see the shows going there after it airs. I can't see it going there live just because they make so much money from these TV deals and it's going to really expose the audience as being what a couple hundred thousand people, maybe just 1 million. We really don't know how like, the core base of what wrestling is and how many people yeah. watch these shows live. Cause specifically with SmackDown, that's a big number. Some of those people, if not a good, not majority, but like a good chunk of them are people just flipping through the channels are already on Fox waiting for the fucking news at 10 or whatever it might be. So I don't think going to yeah. Amazon would be a good idea, but we'll find out in due time. And listen, I know be before I move on, I, I just think we're in that time where, like you said, like you're wearing the peacock, hoodie right now and i'm thinking like hey I, I could see you monday night roll hey we're gonna be live on the usa and also streaming live on peacock like you can do a dual thing like I, there's so many ways they can be creative creative with it that if they if they go on peacock it it, it it wouldn't shock me because like i told you before you know i saw Ariel hawani put the, they got to produce four primetime shows on, on nbc throughout the year and i'm like oh, okay so now you still get primetime you may you, you ain't getting every week, but to to do four shows, obviously before Mania, probably before SummerSlam, before the Rumble, and some other spotty kind of fucking event. There 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 are creative ways uh, to do it, and again, all this don't start until next year, so we got to see what happens. But before I move on, I want to ask you. Um, I don't know. SmackDown still has more many months to go on Fox, but it's like if someone say, "I what is the." the Mount Rushmore of moments that happened on Fox for SmackDown. Like what was the moment? What was the storyline? What was the, the four pillars that really held down SmackDown, um, SmackDown during uh, the Fox era, knowing that they had the whole pandemic too. So that was sure. That yeah. was crazy too. Yep. That killed a lot of the momentum as well. I'm not yes. saying they were doing 4 million people before the pandemic, but the pan I think a lot of people forget that the pandemic and COVID in the Thunderdome era, not because the product was awful. I mean, it wasn't great, but just the circumstances of no fans chased people away from watching those shows. And some of those people never came back. And that's why we haven't had ratings even to the level of what they were even three years ago. Yeah. So what, 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 what moments would you say? All right, these are my favorite SmackDown moments on Fox. I mean, obviously, the number one thing is the Bloodline storyline. That's really carried the show for the past three years, um, specifically. I know what you could say now about being you know, dragged on and it's losing its luster, which is absolutely true, with Roman not really being around. But Roman has been SmackDown. Really, if Roman's been on SmackDown the entire time, it's been on Fox. He hasn't mm -hmm. moved to Raw. He's made appearances on Raw, but he's really carried SmackDown. Um you know, I'm, I'm trying to think beyond him, like him and the Usos have really been the core of that show. Cena's made some appearances, but I'm thinking like beyond them, though. I don't know. Edge was there for a little while. Rollins mm -hmm. was there briefly. Um, Edge put, did some great work the on Brock, The Brock and Kofi moment as as, as one of them? I know as, as a moment, yeah. I mean, that yeah. first show, it was a lot of fun. The Rock showed up on that first show and didn't reappear until just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, as far as moments go, yeah, I mean, that would be one of them. Um, nothing really from the COVID era at all. I mean, that's that's not really stuff you go back and watch. Mm -hmm. 
um, I'm just trying to think like throughout 2021 specifically in the latter half of that year, a lot of it was Roman, um, you know, Charlotte's been a big part of the show. Yeah. Charlotte's been a big part of SmackDown. I would say her Becky's been on and off SmackDown in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. She's been a decent part of the show. Bianca Belair has been a big part of the show. Um, she would be one of the rising stars. I'm trying to think of really like who else Brock's been on and off SmackDown for the last couple of years. He was a big part of it at points when he first came back two years ago at SummerSlam. Um, it's, I mean, there really isn't anyone else that stands out as much beyond those core people. Cause Roman's been the champion literally the entire time. And he's the focal point. So well, I would say, I mean, uh, it's Sasha and Bailey during that, um, Oh, during COVID. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sasha yeah. did what he could did did what she could given the circumstances. So mm-hmm. uh, Bailey has been a decent part of the show as well. So yeah, um, yeah, any any of those people, I would say. That's crazy. Um, I know. Also during the week, we had a lot of um, people being released. I guess the notables are Matt Riddle, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, uh, Mustafa Ali, um, Emma, Madcap Moss, Dana Brooke. Uh, you mentioned top dollar. I'm just going by notables here. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be like 15, 20 people um, being released. We don't know if some are going to be brought back, but from those who got released, Graham, um, who are you surprised about? And who do you think has a chance of, of, of coming back? Riddle was not surprising um, mm-hmm. just because of the circumstances behind his recent behavior and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was the most disappointing in the sense where I think of everyone that was there, he could have been the biggest star and was on the verge of being a, becoming a big star. Even a year ago, main eventing extreme roles with Seth Rollins inside the fight pit, beating him and then kind of nothing because they couldn't really trust him given all the issues that he's had in recent years, dating back to his NXT tenure. Yeah. Um, he is someone, I think, more than any of those people that could be brought back soon. No, but he has to clean up his act and prove that he can be relied upon again in order to come back. He is someone I could definitely see coming back down the road if he cleans up his shit and proves that he can kind of get on the right path as far as his behavior goes. Because mm-hmm. he went to rehab and apparently it didn't really work as he was belligerent at an airport a couple of weeks ago. And that was what led to the whole TSA issue. Um, he's someone I could see brought back further down the road. Dolph, I could see coming back as like the thing with Dolph is that if they if they bring him back, it would obviously be under. It's very possible, like with Samoa Joe, for example, they fight and they fired him again, but they fired him and they immediately brought him back to NXT, probably under a lesser deal of what he was making previously because he's on a mm-hmm. developmental deal. He's a coach or whatever. Cool. I could see Dolph being brought back. He was probably being paid a lot of money to do absolutely nothing. And I think Dolph is great. But for the amount of money they were probably paying him relative to the amount of television time he was getting in what he was doing on TV, it probably in their eyes wasn't worth it. And I understand that. I could see them bringing him back on a much lesser deal, again, as an agent, coach, still wrestling maybe, mm-hmm. but not getting paid as much as he was before. I think it'd be better off. It'd be very interesting now that they've actually let him go because Dolph never left on his own. We talked about Dolph a lot in the last 10 yeah. plus years. Yep. But he is someone I would like to see get a real run Literally not just anywhere, but everywhere, like an AEW or an MLW, Ring of Honor, Impact, whatever, New Japan, show up everywhere, do the outside of WWE thing like Cody did, Matt Cardona's doing, Drew McIntyre did, maybe become a little bit of a bigger star than he was previously and then become, you know, come back to WWE down the road. Um, Ali was also surprising in the sense that he was being used currently on NXT. He was supposed to get a title match on Saturday's NXT show. 
against Dominic. Exactly. They had a title match last night that was always scheduled, but he was supposed to face Dominic on Saturday and that's just out the window. So clearly one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing with that sort of shit. They don't consult with NXT. They just let people go. He was the only real case of that. There was no one else there that was really even doing anything. Elias has not been on TV in ages. Rick Boogs. I like Shelton Benjamin a lot. They have not been on TV in ages. That was kind of just not really all that surprising at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of these guys are really not that surprising. Most of them are were free agents in WWE or just not really on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And even some of them are, aren't really like wastes of talent. Ollie, they could have done more with Dolph. I mean, you could write a whole fucking book on the amount of times they dropped the ball on him in 10 years. But by this point, it's hard to care about them letting him go because mm-hmm. he's re-signed so many times and there's just nothing left for him to do. But a lot of the other people like are just kind of expendable. Elias, people saying, oh, they wasted him. Listen, Elias was there for like six, seven, eight, nine, almost, maybe even 10 years. He did a lot in that company. And Elias was didn't win many championships, but he was on TV a lot. He did the Ezekiel thing last year, which was entertaining. I like Elias a lot, but there really wasn't much more they could do beyond mm-hmm. what they were already doing with him. Um, so not, not a lot of surprise releases. Top dollar, letting him go and not the rest of the hit row was odd. I'm not saying let the rest of hit row go, but yeah. letting one go and not the rest was weird. If they don't plan to use the other ones, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, so interesting day of releases. It's a, it's a bummer, but I'm sure we'll see a lot of these people pop up elsewhere soon. And of course, when you, when you're on social media and people see the, the, everybody getting released, Oh, AW, 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 AW. And listen, AW can't sign 30 people. You know what I'm saying? No, they're not going to, and they shouldn't really. But out of those who got released, who would be like, who would benefit from, 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 from an AW run? Who would get like that pop? Everybody said the pop. Who would get the pop uh, if they showed up on, on AEW television? I think Dolph would do well. Uh, I'm not saying he'd be world champion. I don't think he would be. A, I don't think he should be a world champion at this stage of his career in AEW anyway. Uh, maybe like an impact. I could see him winning the world title there or maybe even in Ring of Honor. But in AEW, with the amount of star power they already have, the mm. amount of people they're not doing shit with that we barely see on their shows currently, probably not the best idea to be pushing him in the top spot. But I could see him working there with like the Omegas and the Danielsons and people like that. Uh, maybe some of the fresher faces he hasn't worked with before in WWE. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Ziggler seems like a slam dunk just because his brother already works there and he's tight with the elite. So he's been on being the elite anyway in recent months. It wouldn't really be all that surprising to see Dolph in AEW as Nick Nemeth or whatever the fuck they want to call him or whatever name he wants to go yeah. by, um, <laughs> which is a better name than Dolph Ziggler, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's just his real name. Dolph seems like a slam dunk. Ali would get a nice reaction. The thing with Ali is that he's very talented, but so is 90% of the AW roster. I like Ali a lot. I don't see him becoming world champion there. I don't, maybe, maybe a TNT champion. The problem with him is that, again, they already have so many fucking people in AW that, like I just said, they're not doing anything with or very little with. Exactly. They need to be putting them on TV before they bring in other people, like you said, like Ali. Mm -hmm. So. Him as a one-off would be cool. I think he would benefit from going to like an impact or something like a smaller pond and maybe doing well towards the top of the card there. Um, that's about it. Riddle and AEW would be cool. But the thing with a- Riddle is that I don't really want to see him in AEW as long as he's having personal issues because it seems like a fucking headache for them to bring him in if he's just going to keep making the same mistakes. So I-, I really hope they don't bring him in anytime soon until he yeah. again gets on the on the right track. Everyone else. Elias isn't going there. Rick Boogs ain't going there, I don't think. Shelton Riddick Benjamin? Lost. Shelton, I think, would be a nice fit for the Ring of Honor brand because he's been there before and he's a veteran. Again, 
him and like maybe if he was in a tag team or something, then maybe not Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas has been retired for years and mm-hmm. he's like, I think 50 something. I mean, so is Shelton, I think. Shelton's like late 40s, I think, and you would never know it. He looks great. Um yeah. I think him in Ring of Honor would work well. Him in AEW, he's not going to do anything. Like he's not winning the TNT title. He can come in for a couple good matches against a bunch of random people, but he would primarily be exclusive. I would imagine a Ring of Honor. So those are the some of the people I see uh, where they might end up. Shelton Benjamin is forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah, you would never know. He looks the same as he did twenty years ago. God bless him. <laughs> um, I think he would do well in AEW. Listen. I, we, we said it months ago, probably a year ago. Like when they, when they like when they stopped the whole hurt of business, I was like, one, two, fucking early. What are you doing? And it was like, for, for what reason? And they just never recovered from that. As far as Cedric and as far as Shelton, I know Bobby's doing his thing with the, um, the Street Profits now. Uh, MVP might be still around. I don't know, but it's like that was a nice faction that you had something really good going, and I just. Why they cut it off, I don't know. Like, you got the Judgment Day faction going longer than the fucking Hurt business. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but this right here was was it. They had all the all the, all the titles, all the championships, yep. and it's like, and you cut off like that. Didn't really make no sense, but anyway. But I think he would do well in AEW. Uh, definitely Dolph. But like you said, their problem is that they want to like yeah, collect, yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me. Then when you get there, it's like, all right, I don't do shit with you. And it's like, we saw that a whole last year and two, two years ago with when Rusev went and Keith Lee, then it's Daniel Bryan, then it's Adam Cole, then it's this, and it's that. Like, all right, everybody's there. Who the fucking champion? Andrade, Who, people. What, like are you, that, what are you yeah. doing with them? Andrade is like, ah, like Andrade could, could, could be better coming back to the company. And like, no, he will. He's, he's going to be back in WWE at some point, I guarantee you. You think so? Oh, definitely. Especially with his wife working there. He's not as, True. he hasn't been as vocal lately, but he kind of made it seem like in a lot of different tweets, he made it sound like he did not want to fucking be an AEW anymore. Then, I yeah. mean, he seems like he's a bit unprofessional in terms of like, he seemed like he wanted to get fired at some point. I mean, you can't just purposely get fired. I mean, the guy signed a contract, but mm-hmm. at some point, whether his deal expires or whatever happens, I mean, he's on TV again now because they have collision, which is a plus. But once that deal runs up, whenever that might be, I would yeah. be very surprised if he doesn't go back to WWE. Not to say he would be that much more successful there, but for the sole fact that his wife currently works there, and Triple H would definitely bring him back. Mm-hmm. My last question for you, before uh, for Graham, before I get you out of here. Um, I know last week we spent quite some time on possible WrestleMania 40. I know um, Rock is, has been mentioned, obviously Roman, Cody. You know, Cody was just on Raw last night saying, you know, we, we may not be in the third inning anymore. So that gives little little innuendo like, hey, maybe this whole bloodline thing is coming to 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 a crumble at some point in time. Um, the writer's strike might be over from what I'm hearing. So these mm. John Cena's might be uh, put back to work in Hollywood. We don't know. I think Cena is still uh, on tap for, for fast lane. Uh, I think in two weeks, I think right now in a handicap match, but I think he'll get a partner. I think they're saying LA Knight might be the guy, but um, I want to ask you let, let, in a, in a hypothetical sense, you're saying rock and, and, and Roman won't happen. I'm saying, I'm asking if it doesn't happen, where would you put that in the echelon of like top, main event quality WrestleMania matches to never happen at WrestleMania because there are quite a few matches that we we've been around for like feuds. I'm like, 
you mean to tell me this guy and this guy never fought one on one at a WrestleMania? And it's like, damn, that, that's kind of fucked up. Where, where would you put that as far as like, man, like a blunder, like, damn, a top five quality match at a WrestleMania to never happen at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, to me, Sting and Taker, the fact that never happened is wild. I mean, specifically, I know it was never going to happen in the early 2000s, but they easily could have done it at WrestleMania 31. They were both on that show and they didn't do it. Um, that was to me was a fuck up, but you know, that, that would, I don't know if that would lead the list, but like we almost got Hogan and Stone Cold at Mania 18. And obviously the match we got instead with Rock and Hogan was outstanding. So it's not like it was a big disappointment that match didn't happen, but we almost got that one. That was a realistic possibility. I don't know if they would put it towards the top of the list because we've already seen Roman and Rock interact a lot in WWE. So it's not as even, it's not as even even as if they've never touched or interacted before they have. It's just that they've never had a one-on-one match slash program. Um, I would like, as far as matches that we never got at Mania that I would have rather seen even over Rock and Roman was like, to me, Cena and Punk, like one-on-one. Like they had so many amazing matches over the years. The fact they never had a one-on-one Mania match. You can even make the case for Cena and Randy Orton for as many matches as they've had at WrestleMania and just Mm. in general. They've never had a singles match at Mania or Cena and Edge. That's another one. Uh, so many, but I mean, I would probably put some of those over Rock and Roman. Rock and Roman might be in the top 10, but to me, it, if it doesn't happen, it's, I mean, I, we only have the Rock. That It's it's weird because it's not a WWE issue where they never booked the match. WWE has wanted to book the match for a very long time now. And Roman just said, I just, he just didn't want, or Rock just was like, I'm just too busy to do it. So, mm. I don't think it'd be towards the top of my list, but top 10, you can make a case for that. I think you're spot on Hogan and Stone Cold in that WrestleMania 18 era. Um, They put Stone Cold with Scott Hall and they gave Rock Hogan. And listen, that match is undeniably a top five WrestleMania match of all time. So, you, you know, if you switch it, then you change your history. To me, two that stand out. I think The Rock and Triple H never happened at WrestleMania, which should have happened. That, at that's another one. Yeah, two thousand, not the fucking Fatal Four Way with, with with Mankind and Big Show, respectfully. Yeah. But it's like, listen, that was a big time rivalry that goes. That was a three year rivalry, Intercontinental Championship, the uh, DX, the Nation. They split and then they go singles. And you mean tell me that the, the Rock could win the Royal Rumble in two thousand? And now he's in a fucking fatal four-way match at WrestleMania against Triple H, the the the, the guy who was most hated at the time with China and, and all that. Anyway, the other one would have been Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I know oh, yeah. They yeah. they've had Armageddon's, they've had Summer Slams, they had even the Rumble, the the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, and I'm thinking about it like Shawn Michaels and Triple H never one time at a WrestleMania. I'm not saying yeah. main event. I'm just saying in general. You just a triple threat, but never one-on-one, yeah. Never one-on-one at, at a WrestleMania. That, that that always bugged me out. Now, if you're going back in the day, they always say Hogan and Flair. I think they were testing it out in, in 91, 92. They had a couple house shows. They didn't do too well. That's why they had Flair against Macho and Hogan against Sid. WrestleMania 8, I think from a throwback standpoint, people would have, people would have loved to have Hogan and Flair at WrestleMania 8. How how would that have done? We would never know. But I think those three kind of stand out along with your Stone Cold and, and Hogan. Um, 
even like The Rock and Sean, but they weren't. By the time The Rock was The Rock, Sean was out with the back injury. Yeah, um, yeah. And then like a Rock and Brett, but Brett was Brett had left already. So those are kind of like the matches that um, I would say could have been at a WrestleMania, but never happened. Yeah, those are definitely realistic ones. I mean, you can make like dream matches that you know could we have seen Stone Cold and CM Punk or Stone Cold and seen like yeah, but those were never realistic possibilities. I think for some reason I don't know if this was ever confirmed, but I think there were early discussions of Cena and Hogan at Mania twenty five and oh nine. I don't think those were ever serious though, so I'm not going to count that. But everything Mm -hmm. else though that you mentioned, yeah, like I wouldn't put Rock and like you said, Shawn Michaels in that in that conversation because it wasn't like a match that should have happened or could have happened at any point in time because they were never really there at the same time or at least on that same level at the same time, whatever. So that makes sense. But the rest of them, yeah, I forgot about Rock and Triple H. That's another classic rivalry from that era um, that they could have done. They didn't. I mean, that was so... It's not even like, oh, if this didn't happen, then it could have been. No, they could have fucking done it if they didn't do the four-way. And they shouldn't have done the four-way because it was one of the worst mania main events of all time. It's not even like a bad match. But like a four-way, like, and it was elimination style too. It was like yeah. a forty-five minute match with all the McMahons in their corners. Yeah, it was just dumb. And uh, they almost did the match again a couple of years ago because they had that whole segment at Mania with Rock and Triple H and Ronda and Stephanie at thirty-one, which was rumored to be the setup for a match the following year with Rock and Triple H. And Rock was at thirty-two. That was where he had the six-second match with Eric Rowan. Yeah. But Rock, he couldn't wrestle a full match. The match never happened. So they were almost going to do it then. I'm sure it wouldn't have been a classic there either. But they almost did it there and it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, that'll go down as one of those mania matches that uh, what could have been type things. Well, you never know. We got a few more months to see if Roman and Rock is going to happen. Um, like I said, things are are, are are changing. The writer's strike is, is I think, is over. So we'll see. The Rock will be even available for that for that time frame. And again, if they don't, then you go back to uh, Roman and Cody Rhodes, and you have Cody Rhodes go over and become world champion at WrestleMania 40. Graham. Hey, listen, that's what I want to say. But at the same time, <laughs> they might switch it up and give someone else the belt instead. CM Punk could come in. Who the fuck knows? But um, I just want to see Punk. I just sure. want to see Cody Rhodes finish the story. And Mania. I don't personally. think I didn't. We didn't pay attention to Seth Rollins saying he's the best in the world. Don't think I didn't hear that. Little Rollins in, has little been trying innuendo. to get a match with Punk for years. A little innuendo right there. You know how you know you know how people take shit and they they snowball it like hey that that could be the seed planted. Cause I could see, I told you two months ago, I could see CM Punk coming in, and and they putting him and Rollins for the world title at WrestleMania. Now I know people are gonna say Gunther or you know Damian Priest got the money in the bank, which a legit viable option. But this is WrestleMania we're talking about, and Seth Rollins has been the guy the last couple of years to be to put on pretty much that macho steamboat kind of match on the whole card. We saw it with Cody Rhodes two years ago. Um, he fought. That could be the main event. Huh? That could be the main event. Who was not even like? Yeah, it it could be. I mean, it depends on what the women's matches would be. But you could have a situation where Punk and Rollins main events night one for the world title, and then the WWE Undisputed Universal whatever title is night two with Roman and Cody or Rock. I mean, I hope that doesn't fucking happen. Who goes over? Who who goes over? Punk or Rollins? Hmm. I mean. I don't know. It would have to. It, it would depend on what's going on prior to that point. Punk could finally I know, get his main event. If they put Seth and Gunther. I know Gunther is going to go over. I, I I agree with that. With but Punk now, and Rollins, Punk. it's a bit more unpredictable. I mean, Rollins could lose the belt in the next couple months and then get it back, and maybe True. and anything can happen. Punk being 
I mean, listen, it, it, regardless of who goes over, one, I think the fans win. And two, they both kind of win because both guys, more than anyone else in the last 10 years, who else has ever said, I want the main event of WrestleMania more badly than they have? And is neither guy has main event in Mania. I mean, you can make the case with Rollins in 31, but he doesn't count that apparently. He wants a like solidified, built, advertised main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And he has not gotten that. And he could get that if he faces Punk. And Punk could finally get... Does Punk give a fuck about that at this, at this point? Probably not. But it would still be the one thing that he never got to do that he would be able to do. So, I don't know. I would like to see it. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying it should happen, but, you know, I wouldn't complain. My last point. If I'm booking this, Seth Rollins, Fantasy World. Seth Rollins, CM Punk, main event, night one, WrestleMania. And you do what Seth Rollins did to Roman and Brock at WrestleMania 20, uh, uh, in, in 2015, 31. If Damian Priest still has the money in the bank by WrestleMania... <laughs> You bring him, bring him down. Yeah, triple threat. He pins Seth Rollins. He's the new world champion because now it's like CM Punk. I, I, like he loses, but he doesn't lose. If that makes sense, I now understand. That's what they did with a, Brock. A, at that a point. rivalry with those three guys for more months. Like at some point in time, Dame is going to be the champion. Just a matter of when he's going to cash in. Listen, and you, why not do it against Seth Rollins? You say that, and I hope so. I don't think that's his, I don't think that's a guarantee. There's a very real chance they could have Damian cash in and he loses, or he cashes in on a fucking no. mid card title. I don't want to see that dude. They've wasted the briefcase so much in recent years, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. Damian's not like the. I think Damian's great. And I think he could be a world champion. I think he should be a world champion, but he's not a slam dunk like if Brock when Brock had the briefcase. Brock was not cashing in and losing like Priest is not a made main eventer. So they could certainly have a main event or have him cash in on Rollins and lose or announce it ahead of time and fucking lose. I would hope not. I think he'll cash in way before mania. Uh, I, I would, I've seen people say this, but we're getting a last man standing match with Nakamura and Rollins at fast lane next weekend. That's right. Damien could cash in on Rollins after Rollins beats Nakamura. I mean, we've already seen Rollins and priest a bit, so it's not the freshest feud or the freshest match or whatever, but he can cash in, on a broken Rollins and win the title, then maybe hold the championship through the end of the year, maybe the Rumble, maybe for that War Games match, Judgment Day has all the gold. There's a lot of different directions you can yeah. go in, um, but that's what I would do personally. I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I don't think Priest is still going to be holding it by a mania, although I wouldn't complain because we haven't had a lot of people in the last couple of years that have held the briefcase for more than like four or five months. Him holding it till mania or money in the bank next year would be sick. Yeah. I just don't think they have the long-term patience for that. And I think the only person that can draw a wedge is Gunther because I think he, I think he'll drop the IC title pretty soon. He he could win the Royal Rumble. He could be world champion at, at WrestleMania. So he's the only guy outside looking in. Like you know, I, I worry about you because I, I I can do this fantasy booking with with, with Damian, but that Gunther guy. I mean, he'll be champion regardless. I mean, Priest, exactly. if Priest doesn't cash in successfully, I worry that he'll never be world champion because they just mm-hmm. might see him at a certain level. Gunther, there is no doubt in my mind, and I would never have said this even a year or two ago, but there is no doubt in my mind that at some point, whether it be a Mania, Rumble, next Summer Slam 2025, he will be world champion at some point. They do not mm-hmm. build him up with the way that they have for a year if they do not intend <clears throat> at some point to have him win the world championship. So. Uh, he can even be the one to beat the fuck out of Punk and take the title from him. If Punk even comes in, that is. But That's right. you know, j- just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham, I don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, find Graham Matthews on uh, on, on Twitter at WrestleRants. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. As always, uh, find myself on Twitter and IG, 
Rainy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast again on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead and check out the shorts section for us. Also on TikTok, two out of three falls pod. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shorts and love and support for your boys here on the program. Again, Randy Cruz, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. My man, thank you, man, and, and, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. Looking forward to the next one. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Adios. All right.